Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Welcome, everybody, to Lost on Lost. I'm Adam Busher, and I'm joined, as always, by the tour de stud, J.P. Russell. That's me, baby. JP, I know you're an avid running enthusiast. Have you ever run a Tour de Stad? To say that I'm a running enthusiast <laughs> is to say that a Razor scooter is a mode of transportation. <laughs> like, technically correct, but really not very efficient. Uh, and no, I have not. I yeah. get winded going down the stairs. <laughs> Uh, today we're talking about Man of Science, Man of Faith, the first episode of season two and the 26th episode overall. Our centric character is everyone's favorite big jerk liar, Dr. Jack Shepard. Man of Science, Man of Faith takes place in the 44th day after the crash of Oceanic Flight A15. JP. That's me. Got a recap? Sure do. I don't believe you, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> To talk about this, I mean, I really, I ragged on Exodus part, you and me, because they, you know, took forever getting to the hatch. But here we are. We're in season two. Man of science, man of faith, just like a baking soda volcano and Scientology. On the island, everybody's just talking about how to get into this hatch. My sweet baby boy, Johnny Locke, wants to get into the hatch, but Jack tells him no because reasons shannon loses vincent again it's kind of becoming her personality and jack's bedside manner leaves something to be desired speaking of sending shivers up my spine julie bowen will you marry me tour de stade more like eat them ass shorts let's talk about man of science man of faith i felt really bad there because i thought you were going to do a tour de stud joke and i was like did i steal your tour de stud joke but no you did a eat them ass shorts <laughs> joke which is arguably better <laughs> Adam? Yeah. We have a guest. Excellent. I love guests. It's like my third favorite part of the show. Back all the way from episode four? Episode four. She's been mentioned a bunch. Mm -hmm. She's listened some. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Less so. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Just kidding, I swear. My partner. Kai. Hello. Hi, Kai. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's our it's our pleasure. I know. Uh, are you in the closet <laughs> again, uh, or are, did you get upgraded? No, I am out of the closet. Uh, um, feels good, I gotta say. There's some jokes. As there. long as my parents aren't listening to this. No. So yeah, episode four. It is episode fifty-six. So uh, please explain your fifty-two episode absence. Well, I was debating with the rest of the cast. I took the same amount of time that they took, I should say, uh, about considering the hatch as considering coming back. I, wanted, sure. I really wanted sure. to like enter with the right mindset when yeah. I came back in. What have you been watching? For the first time ever, I started True Blood. 
All right. All right. Sure. The year of our Lord 2023. (laughs) How how far are you? I started yesterday, so I'm five episodes in. Dang. (laughs) Can you you tell the audience what you said the first time Vampire Bill showed up on screen? Okay, but he shows up and sometimes he looks like I would imagine in an early 2000s, maybe 2010, sexy man, leading character. And sometimes he looks like a a subway masturbator. And Jason said... (laughs) Well, yeah. What what kind of subway are we talking? Trains or subway sandwiches? Of course said both because it depends on the scene. (laughs) (laughs) It it is a little stunning how wildly back and forth Bill's hotness factor can swing back and forth in that show. (laughs) It's like in some scenes they asked him to imagine what it'd be like to have like an IBS episode (laughs) and like they've only described to him the symptoms. (laughs) Anyway, I'm loving it. (laughs) Y'all want to talk about Lost? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Man of Science, Man of Faith originally aired on September 21st, 2005. It was written by Damon Lindelof and directed by Jack Bender. Damon Lindelof is 5'6", so I am (laughs) taller than he is. And Jack Bender was in an episode of Columbo from 1974 called (gasps) Publish or Perish, which is dope. Beep. I drink. I drink. Uh, Yeah, this is season two, episode one. Kai, you did season two, episode eight. So, like, this is right in your wheelhouse. So, you should have a fair amount of real context and insight into (laughs) all of what's happening right now. Yeah. So, the cold open, the sound of the button, the eye. We on the podcast know this is Desmond. I was very irritated that the open (laughs) didn't show his face. Like, if you're going to do that, Great, that's fine. But like, don't just cut it. Like, be creative with the way that you're shooting it so that it's always just out of reach. But like, Mm. I just found myself annoyed being like, all right, so this is someone we've seen because you're not showing his face. Yeah, well, or we're about to see and we want there to be a big reveal. Later in the episode when Jack runs into him, I was like, oh, that must be the guy (laughs) because he's the only one you meet. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we know it's Desmond. And I was thinking myself, I was trying to think back. I was trying to put myself in the headspace of when I first saw this episode, when I was thinking, but it would have irritated me. I'm like, what is all this shit? What is happening? Like, right. We don't know where we right. are. We've never seen really inside the hatch yet. We've been waiting all summer for this shit to come back. ABC's number one show. And now we got a, <laughs> a guy playing mamas and the papas. I did enjoy the song selection. I thought it was used really well in the episode. It's fucking Jim Tan Laundry, baby. It's it's just <laughs> getting ready in the morning. <laughs> Puts out some music. Starts working out. Hits the bike. Couple of pull-ups, laundry. That pull-up bar looked like it would be so painful. It sat there for a moment because this episode takes a long time with every single moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, yeah, that does not look like something I would want to be doing. I mean, that's just pull-ups. That's fair. But yeah, he's he's doing the routine, you know, gym tan laundry. We're doing some mm-hmm. dishes, exercise bike. Right. He's getting that creatine. He's giving yep, himself smoothie. some shots, yep. probably a bunch of stem cells or sexy yep. shots or something. Just gear, just stacking it up. Sexy shots. You think this man is shooting Viagra? Presumably by himself in the hatch. I mean, no. Why would you? Why would? Why would anybody take Viagra as a recreational? I don't know. Drug when I I would never. That's talking crazy, Kai. Listen, that's that would never. Subway happen. man became <clears throat> subway man somehow. Subway man. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? Oh, uh, then there's a big bang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they blow up his door. Yeah. There's there's a, a crash. He suits up, yep. stay strapped, get clapped, baby, yep. grabs himself a Beretta yep, yep. and an AK, turns off the lights, the lights? and uses some sort of like yeah. periscope and mirror 
I guess it was like a camera system. Yeah, he he can control the angle of all these mirrors so that he can use this mounted telescope to view oh. different parts of the interior. So like depending on which hallway he's looking down and and then which switch he flips, he can change what the mirrors are pointed at. And so that's how he okay. can select look to Dr. Jagoff and <laughs> Locke at the blown open hatch door. The look on these two face, like Jack is like, all like, oh God, what have we done? And Locke, is, he just looks like a, a kid in a candy <laughs> store. Like the smile on his face just is just like, like, finally, <laughs> something is happening. <laughs> finally, a subway I can masturbate in. Um... John Locke would not be a subway masturbator. Yeah. No, Jack would, though. I have some Jack hate in this episode. That's just called Which the show, honey. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's our cold uh, open. That's it. Yep, after the lost card comes through, we are continuous in the jungle. Hurley's freaking out, repeating the numbers, chattering to himself. Yeah, saying we're doomed, we're dead. Wigged out. Yep, we're doomed, we're doomed. 8, 4, 16, 15, 16, we're dead. Yep, freaked out. Can't blame him necessarily. Um, a lot of shits just happened. Not only in like the immediate hatch vicinity, but like this whole day for him. Yeah, it's, it's been bad. There's a few times where Hurley like mumbles to himself and, you know, he has an imaginary friend, but we also love Hurley and he's also like this emotional barometer for everybody. So it's it's strange for me sometimes to see the like, I, I hate to say the crazy side of Hurley, but like the part of him that was institutionalized for being a schizophrenic. There's never been a moment where I've seen that man on screen that I didn't feel like people should just shut up and listen to what Hurley is saying. I'm He gets so little respect and he is always trying to do the best for the group. And yeah. it makes me so angry. He's a real comrade. And uh, I, I feel like he just based on when the show was made, like it's fat phobic. It's that. He's yeah. a big fat guy. So why why would they take him seriously? He does have a rational thought here, though. And he's like. The reason we came out here isn't going to work. This is a little tube with a broken ladder. The idea was to hide 40 people in here. We can't do that. So if you want to keep looking at the hatch, go do that shit tomorrow. We have other shit to deal with. I thought that was a little strange to me because you blow the door off, right? Like they can't see what they've just opened access to. So they don't actually know if it can fit the people that they're trying to fit in there. Well, the, and the reason Jack says that this isn't going to work is he can see the ladder's broken and that they can only go down one at a time. Because you're right, they do not know how big the interior is. All they know is that the entrance, the egress, will, it'll take way too long to get 40 people in under this fake time crunch. And you're not aware of this because you didn't see the episode before. There's actually no real threat from the others. Yeah. Okay. Even if there is, right, the choice is remain in the relative safety of the cave or send one person like it still doesn't make sense in yeah. my opinion not to see if that's an option because even if it takes you the three hours till sunrise you're still in a group and the cave's clearly not keeping you safe enough in your opinion to warrant just being yeah. in the cave but but I, I see what you're saying kai it's like we're here right. we blew it open okay it's not gonna work for a hide everybody but like we're here like why doesn't somebody go explore it they do the little count thing to estimate that it's what 40 50 feet down i think mm -hmm. is what they say yeah give or take so they could have right. done exactly what john Locke did gone back got the thing and it's it's weird to me that it's like all right in 30 minutes we would have more information and that feels like right. such a small amount of time to warrant like calling the whole thing off. Locke also like saw down the shaft in a previous episode. 
Like, why not bring the cable with you when you're going to blow the thing up? Maybe this is just me speaking as, like, a forever dungeon master, but, like, <laughs> what adventuring party doesn't carry rope? <laughs> yeah, it does seem like something... Every, if I was on... The, like, if you have rope or cable, like, every time you go off on an AT mission on the Lost Island, somebody bring a, co- a coil of there rope. It does seem very odd. In real life, if you go backpacking or something like that, have some yeah. rope. It's just super useful. But, yeah, hypothetically, like, why can't two people just stay behind Yeah. And do this while the other two people go back and report like it would actually be really annoying if that's exactly what happened in about 10 minutes and <laughs> lock like sort of like he's like yeah okay we'll we'll look tomorrow morning mm-hmm. let's go back and tell everybody what's going on he says he's, he agrees with jack but he yeah. you can tell he's lying. yeah like, his um, face clearly is like i'm not listening to this asshole yeah. anymore he's got mischief in his eyes you can see it cut to a flashback sick wig jack dude that is a wiggy ass wig <laughs> how fucking much wig do you want because we got it <laughs> like why couldn't he just have a shaved head like right like how come that's just not his hairstyle jack's in a surgical room and all chaos is happening a woman comes in from a car accident uh then shortly after when he's trying to sort of deal with her another person comes through they don't really say who caused the accident do they they say it was her that hit him yeah they don't explain why but they do say that her car goes into his lane yeah like she jumped the curb or whatever and they don't say what happened to her you know whether it was like irresponsible driving or something like that they don't make any Uh, sort of like bees in the car (laughs) bees i that seems the most reasonable assumption to me Uh, as it stands uh this particular moment in the flashback oh yeah she's on the table She's in dire straits. They bring in the man that she's hit from the other car. Adam Rutherford, 57. There is a single doctor in this room, apparently. And he turns to someone else in the room. And they're saying, you know, that the other patient needs to be intubated. And he says, I can't intubate. You have to do it. You're telling me that there is a single doctor in this ER Mm -hmm. and that there are no, like, anesthetists, trained nurses who can intubate. Anything like that? There's nobody? Because because nurses can intubate, particularly right. in life or death emergency situations. That does seem a little thin. Maybe he was like a medical student or like a shadow he, or like he an maybe intern was. or something, but like but but you're right. Like hypothetically any somebody in the ambulance could have tubed him. Somebody like, in the ambulance probably would have already, I would assume, but... Right. Guest of the show, Kim Davis, a, a paramedic. She knows how to tube people. She right. does it. Like, why wasn't this guy tubed already right. on the way here? I, I'm not a medic, but I got a garden hose and an imagination. I'll fucking give it a shot. Let's go, baby. And if the question here is like, he will certainly die, one of them will yeah. certainly die. That's the setup. And he has to, yeah. you know, pick which one he's he going to start working on. It was a weird moment for that to be the setup because there should have been like dozens of people on standby in this hospital that would have already received a code for these patients coming in that would have been in mm-hmm. the room to be able to start that process. Right. He does uh tension hemothorax sort of thing on uh, Sarah, Julie Bowen. She starts to uh, to stabilize. Oh, <laughs> but Jack just pulls the metal out of her fucking chest like it's Excalibur. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she she makes it. The guy dies. And then she says uh, she's got to dance at her wedding. Yeah. And that, like at that moment, I was like 100 percent certain. Even if the rest of the flashbacks, even if they stopped there, I was like that woman's fiance is leaving her. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. 
I didn't ask yeah. my wedding. What'd she say? I think she said Paolo lies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cut to the caves. Charlie doesn't think anybody's coming. And Charlie's happy to throw Rousseau under the bus, and Saeed is uh, disapproving. Yeah, because he wants to form a polycule with Rousseau and Shannon. Okay. <laughs> I think Shannon's probably not an excellent choice for that. Oh, slim pickings. There's only three named women on the island. I know, but this this woman's only um, like characteristic is that she loses a dog over and over again. Oh, speaking of, Shannon is looking for Vincent. That's what happens next. Oh, my God. They make a point of saying that. This is like the third episode where we've seen her lose the dog. I would love to have been sitting like in the room where they're like talking through like, all right, this is what's going to, this is what we're looking at for this episode. And they're like, what do we do with Shannon? It's like, I don't know. Make her lose a dog again. I like to think from like a production standpoint, they're like, they wrote that bit where Walt gives Vincent to Shannon and be like, watch my dog for me. And she's like, okay. And then later on, they're like, okay, well, so Shannon's really the only job is to watch the dog. And it's like, okay, but then we got to have the dog on set. The dog's going to be <laughs> <laughs> like a dog trainer and it's like can we write the can we write the dog out yeah let's just say that shannon lost the fucking dog again can we just make shannon irresponsible problem solved yeah she's bad at watching the dog dog <laughs> trainers are uh teamsters they're 399 so mm-hmm. you know they 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 get paid <laughs> they're not labeled as like canine huh? as opposed to 399 they're not just like canine oh. anyways <laughs> uh <laughs> Cut to the jungle. Locke and Hurley are sitting there talking. Uh, Hurley's like, hey, why did you light that fuse? I told you not to do that. Like, Hurley's, like, pissed. Kind of pissed. Like, he's as pissed as Hurley gets, really, at at Locke. Because he was like, my fucking opinion. Like, my shouting doesn't matter to you. My actual warning about danger is overridden by your excitement. Yeah, he should be mad. For whatever's happening. Uh, Fuck all the way off. (laughs) Jack walks up and is like, oh, it's not just to get inside. It's to save everyone's lives, right? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, because we need to make those mutually exclusive for no reason. Jack does a little jab about about destiny. And this is where Kate spots the door. She's like, hey, guys, (laughs) the door. Why does it say quarantine on the inside? Maybe it's to tell people who are staying in that there's something that they may be exposed to outside like this is the quarantine area everything beyond this point flips the planet yeah i don't know like the i don't know the hatch story <laughs> maybe they put it on backwards maybe they installed the door backward oh wait was it just a pull door the whole time <laughs> that's why i gotta work. read those ikea instructions a little bit better every time i build ikea furniture i guarantee you that i will flip and accidentally reverse the door the the second to last one that you put on yeah that one's gonna be fucked up yep come back to the caves shannon stormed out of the caves during the last scene to find the dog saeed followed her so shannon and saeed are out here in the woods looking for vincent they get separated and when shannon is by herself she then hears the whispers and then she sees walt standing over by the tree line and he's Soaking wet, wet. and he's got water spilling out of his mouth, and he's speaking in this unintelligible, whispery gibberish. And she's like, What's up? He's like, Shush, don't talk, (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) This is probably, I'm guessing, the first time chronologically we see wet whispering Walt. Ooh, wet whispering Walt. Wet whispering whispering Walt. (laughs) But this is not the first time we've seen. Triple W, no. and I was just like, knock it off. You're not scary anymore. <laughs> if you could figure out what he's whispering, and I don't know that you do, but how much of the whispers do you think are dedicated to him being like, fucking Shannon, keep track of my dog. <laughs> like, he's right over there. Just call his name, you know? I gave you one thing to do. Just one thing. 
and you couldn't even do that. This is why nobody asks you to do anything because <laughs> you fucking blow it. Let's do a bit. Everybody, what is Walt whispering? <laughs> whispering curses under his breath about Shannon losing his dog, I think. Okay. Like the majority of the time. Okay. Adam? Uh, he's doing the $5 foot long. Ooh. Five, five, $5 foot long. I was going to say the McRib is back. All right. Next Ooh. thing. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a commercial here, and then we cut back to we continue to the jungle. Uh, the A team, as it were, is returning to the caves. Um, this half hour walk is taking an eternity. Kate and Locke are talking about their various mental states. Like, oh, Jack thinks you're nuts. And he's like, well, did you see the thing that he that makes him think that I'm nuts? Because if you saw the thing that makes him, me nuts, ah, you're nuts too, is that? Right. This conversation is neither driving the plot forward nor teaching me anything about the characters. It it's doesn't just, do either no. of those things. But it does take a moment to allow John Locke (laughs) to fight for the adverb. Why'd you want to get in the hatch so bad? Badly. Badly. Because that's the takeaway from this conversation. I've never wanted to punch you so hard. Hardly. (laughs) Listen, I know I just pissed off everyone by doing this. But that was actually pretty infuriating yeah. when he yeah. did that. And the other thing too is I watched I watched a show captions on. We all know that shit's captioned. Why did you want to get in the hatch so bad? The next line to pop up in the caption is just L Y Lee bad Lee. And I was like, hey, you ever you have that sensation where you want to claw like clunk two people's yeah. heads together like yeah. I wanted two John Locke heads yeah. together. I wanted to clonk their two heads together because Kate didn't do anything. Okay, so she misused the word, but like everybody does that. Is right. This colloquial. Right. Yeah. Colloquial. Colloquially. Colloquial, yeah. Colloquialism. It's a colloquialism. <laughs> now I'm thinking about two John Locke heads, and I'm trying to push them together, but they're kind of kissing. They're kissing instead. Yeah. yeah. That's what I got too. Yeah. <laughs> no Keith. That locks on one, man. This is from Exodus Part Me, but like we're gonna have a lock problem. Oh, we're fucking having a lock yeah. problem. <laughs> uh, same scene, Hurley and Jack up ahead or behind. I don't know. Time is amorphous. Distance means yeah. Nothing. And this is what we were talking <laughs> um, about earlier. Like this, this two hour, half an hour walk. On on the worst of days, walking a half mile will take me seven minutes. Yeah, it is. I I mean I don't know. I guess that's on a sidewalk with like underbrush and stuff. Well, sure. Know. Then Still double the 10, time. Fifteen at the most. Also, you'd think they'd want to hustle a bit because they think people are trying to kill them. Yeah. yeah. That usually puts up like a bit of a spring in my step. You know. <laughs> How often are people trying to kill you? Not that often. Oh. That's why I don't like running. You no, don't see me right. run that often. It's not people. It's the system. <laughs> um, so this is the and this is the conversation we we touched on earlier where Hurley's <laughs> explained. Yes, he's yeah. like, okay, well, like we've only been hanging out for like a month and a half. So it's not surprising. You don't know a ton about me, but I was in the psych ward at one point. My buddy Lenny, he repeated the numbers over and over and over again. I don't know where he heard him, but like then I use those numbers to play the lottery. Uh, I won $114 million and then bad shit started to happen. Johnny took my girl Stella and that is the worst thing that happened. And then a bunch of other things happened to. Didn't a family member die? Yeah. <laughs> it was Gra- Grandpa Tito, Tito died. And Trisha Tanaka. His uncle Trisha Tanaka yeah. died. His, his chicken store got hit with a meteorite. Yeah. The house burned down. Um, the LAPD uh, did some uh, racism against him and his mother. That yeah. might not have been bad luck. That's just standard operating procedure. <laughs> that just that yeah, that was not part of the curse. That just happened during all this. Um, his and his uncle's wife left him, and some other stuff probably too. Out of all that crazy shit, all Jack says is, "You were in a psych ward. You were in yeah, a psych ward." It, like, <laughs> you know what though? I don't expect 
anything else from Jack because he does seem like the medical provider that is like, if you have a psychiatric history on your chart that like wouldn't give you pain meds if you broke your leg because you're like, oh, you're attention seeking. Like he seems like that kind of doctor. Sure. To immediately be like, oh, there's a psych history. So therefore I'm dismissing you. Yeah. Once again, early explaining some sort of metaphysical something to Jack, a man who five days after the crash saw his own dead father lead him to the salvation of the caves, caves that they're currently walking to yes that's how they find the caves that's how they find the caves it's fine when jack the i don't know yeah. the golden boy chosen one gets these visions but if he's yeah. talking about anyone else having a different experience he's mm-hmm. like oh my god i hate this dude yep. yeah hurley calls him on his shitty bedside manner what's that thing where doctors make you feel better just by talking to you bedside manner yeah that your sucks, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. That was that was a sweet burn. Put him in his place. So fuck him. He needs to do a little bit more listening and a little less talking because that uh, you were in a psych ward wasn't the fucking gotcha he thought nope. it was. Uh, Speaking of bedside manner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack is tending to Julie Bowen. She he's, She's stable, but she's got to go into surgery. Right. He, he's like, uh, hey, your bones are just now all filled. You're like a sack of broken glass <laughs> now. And yeah. I'm going to do some stuff doctor's stuff and you'll be half a person yeah. when I'm done. Yeah. You have insurance, right? <laughs> because rest assured that Dr. Jack thinks the same about mental health that he does about physical health and he thinks it makes all of you beneath him. Yeah. I would do a better job of surgery if I didn't have to wear this horrible wig. <laughs> I literally just... It does get in my eyes, but it makes me look cool. Yeah, I literally just wore... <laughs> Is that wig turning sideways? <laughs> Is that wig trying to escape your head as it becomes sentient yeah. and is trying to Even walk away? Even it is done with his bullshit of like actively <laughs> yeah, trying to- I can't listen to you anymore. The, the wig is just like, Julie Bowen's wonderful. Can you right. fucking be a little nicer to her? <laughs> the the scene where he tells her the truth, but like in the worst possible way. Yeah. And then his dad is like, hey, maybe like allow patients to have some hope. Yeah, but yeah, after Jack gives his horrible speech to Julie Bowen, Christian's like, hey- can you come here for a second? Maybe juice her up a little bit. Come on. That's false hope, Dad. I don't Whatever. give a fuck. Potato, potato. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's Everybody drunk. Like, Everybody's drunk. This is a hot party. Like, just cheer her up a little bit, man. Like, yeah, she's not going to. Okay. Like, she's probably not going to be able to walk again. You got to make her feel like shit about that now. I understand the importance of setting setting an expectation. Yeah. However, sure. like, However. there are lots of ways to do that and still right. not be a monster. Cut to the caves. Shannon tells the survivors about seeing Walt. Which makes the episode where Shannon dies even more frustrating because, <laughs> again, I watching the fucking show out of order, I assume that was the first time yeah. that it ever happened. Now this has happened... No. multiple times Saeed treats her in that episode like this is some new crazy thing that Shannon's just on yeah. it's like no she's she's been saying this for weeks you know Saeed how you heard fucking voices she's seeing some shit like the whispers yeah. the same exact thing you heard already once, yeah. Saeed. yeah and also like at this point it seems like everyone's experiencing like multiple people have seen things that arguably aren't there multiple people have heard voices yeah. multiple people have you know had unexplainable yes. experiences in some way and the consistent yeah. thing is Every time that it's shared, it seems like everyone's like, oh, you're just going crazy. That didn't happen. Like, yeah. Well, it's because it's not a white yeah. man. Only Jack can be believed here. That spooks everybody out a little yeah. bit because the raft just left and they're like, well, Walt was on the raft and you saw him covered in water. Did the raft crash? Are they lost, Are they lost in the jungle? Like what's happening? And so like everybody freaks out. But then the, the A squad yep. rolls up, the A team rolls up and they're like, relax. All right. 
here's this deal. We got to the hatch. Um, it's kind of fucked. <laughs> We're not going to do the hatch thing. We're just going to chill here. We've got four guns. We'll post guards, and that should go well because our worst guard is dead. Um, <laughs> everything's going to be fine. And Jack does hear what he should have did to Julie Bone. He gives the survivors hope. Yes. He's like, everything's going to be fine. He is not a terribly believable person when he's doing that. <laughs> Christian's point is it doesn't necessarily have right. to be believable. That's true. It just needs it's, to be it's said. It's the act of saying yeah. it. The problem is Jack only puts it on for like the no-name characters, for like the random assholes. Yeah. He's still a prick to everybody that's like a named character. You you interview the main cast and like Jack's kind he doesn't listen and he's kind of a dick. And if you ask Scott and Steve, they're like, yeah, Jack's all right. <laughs> like, the episode, you know, wants us to see that Jack like has learned bedside yeah. matter. He hasn't. He's learned how to lie. He hasn't. Yeah. I think it's less that like, oh, see how much better he has become and more about like allow hope to exist. And Jack still doesn't yeah. understand that because he is saying the right things and the, it is kind of fostering some of that. Right. But his behavior yeah. and anytime any of them talk to him, he acknowledges that it's not. Right. And he's just like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like, doop a doop. It'll be fine for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the speech goes over relatively well. People are, are a little bit assuaged that they calm down a bit. But then, then <laughs> undoing all of this work, John Locke's like, well, grab me some cable and go check out the hatch. John, I thought we agreed to do that in the morning. No, you said that to do that. And I was like, I have to come back here and get a yeah. It I does say something about how much of a dick Jack is that you're like at least I was still in that moment on John Locke's side even though he's objectively right. fucking things up yeah Jack um we were gonna fucking wait till tomorrow but then I remembered I'm cool right. and I'm gonna go do fucking cool shit later losers. smell you later <laughs> I'm going to take all this fucking cable. And we cut back from the break and Jack and Kate. And this is where Kate uh, was like, do you believe anything that you just said? Like, you're not usually Mr. Glasses half full. And he's like, yeah, glasses half full of a gin and tonic. Right. Half full of uh, gin, rest full of tonic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man of science, more like. Man of science. Hey! Kate's like, uh, anyway, John Locke's probably going to break his neck <laughs> doing this. So at least if that's going to happen, somebody should see it happen. So I'm going to go along. Live together, um, die alone. That's what you said, right? <laughs> Loophole. I'm out of here. Smell you later. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Um, I do think it makes Kate less annoying. It does make her feel a little bit more like a human being with a heart and feelings to make that choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, and again, just like from a survival standpoint, the body system, every time yeah. somebody goes off by themselves, they get yeah. snatched right. or die yeah. or whatever. Don't let John Locke go off alone. Flashback. Flashback. Jack's office. We meet Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Kevin. Sarah's fiance. Kevin's trying to fuck. Man, her back is <sighs> obliterated, and he's like, yeah, but I didn't do it, though. Yeah, I didn't blow that shit out. <laughs> Fucking car did. <laughs> High five, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jack's like, uh, you know, I did the best I could, but, like, shit's going to be fucked, probably. She's going to be probably paralyzed from the waist down, and Kevin's like, <laughs> That really ruins my fit my social account, yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. We're supposed to go skiing oh, in Aspen. <laughs> <laughs> this is another instance in which I, I, I wish this show wasn't a broadcast and wish it was on, on 
something else because honestly, I would I think I would have been less grossed out if he would have said something other than make love. Ugh. Yeah, no, that made it way worse. Will she be able to make to make love? That makes it worse. Yeah. Like, Will we be able to make whoopee? Yeah, like <laughs> Oh, man. And this poor woman is like got metal sticking out of her chest. And all she's worried about is getting to dance with her fiance. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, but can she still throw it back? Yeah, she she's thinking about the reception and the wedding. And he's worried about the honeymoon. And it's gross. Yeah. And I hate this guy. And he looks like a sleazeball. They did do a good job of making you hate this douchebag. <laughs> Will I still be able to put her to the sheets? <sighs> Will she be able to drop it low and back it up? Yeah. <laughs> Then he does like a little pantomimed like. Yeah. He's sad twerks out of the office. This <laughs> <laughs> is turning into a different show, but I'm on board. Cut to the <sighs> uh, yeah. operating room. Julie Bowen, hey, come here. Come here. Come closer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a secret. I, I got to I gotta tell you a secret. <laughs> <laughs> the make room is back. <laughs> I got to tell you a secret. D's nuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's like, it's okay. I know I'm not dancing anymore, but yeah. I can still roll yeah. around in my wedding. Look at that. Mm, Even though my Doc's yeah. been a piece of shit, she's still yeah. got hope. Even though you didn't give me some hope, right. I've created hope for myself in, in lieu of your you know, yeah. help. Uh, and he says, I'm going to fix you. And that gets some looks. Yeah. yeah. From- <laughs> From the team. Saying the words I promise when you know you can't necessarily promise it is like one of the worst things you can do as a leader. I have a bigger problem with him saying I'm going to fix you than I do with him saying I promise. It's more about him getting to fix the broken yeah. thing than it is about your life's going to be better because right. of like me. it doesn't center her health or her person that that's the part that bugs me about the i'm going to fix you it, that's about him and then the promise is sickening because of the leadership thing because of the thing you said jp those are why those both of those things are gross in their own disparate ways cut to the jungle john locks getting the cable ready to go down into the hatch kate shows up john i expect you to be halfway down by now i was waiting for you because not only do i know grammar better than you i know you better than you so anyway i'm gonna put you in the (laughs) hole instead of me because yeah that was a because you're lighter man because you have narrow hips and a barren womb (laughs) dang lock leaves with just the cable and then kate follows him with nothing yeah at all and they're fully expecting danger and they have already established in this episode there are four weapons that they have access to yeah no one brings a gun and apparently that's a blooper too i I read in the trivia that there's five guns actually he says there's four guns that's wrong they have five there are a total of six guns Mm. one gun from mars's angle holster four guns from the halliburton the sixth gun is located on on licensed dump truck (laughs) operator goldie's corpse Excellent. Uh, there are six guns, okay. in fact. So to say there are four is a blooper. Mm. Um, I'm not surprised that Kate takes none of them. She's not really a planner, necessarily. Well, I think <laughs> in the episode that I watched previously, her weapon of choice tends to be stoves. So yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, a little hard to so. take down the hatch. They did say it was rather small. That That is what she tried to use to get the hatch door open. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, then they got mad at her for wasting all the like natural gas. Yeah. Uh, this episode brought to you by Fridge. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Locke's lowering Kate down and she's going, going, yep. going. And then he's using yep. like a tree as sort of a means of like a pulley or yeah. a stop or something. Belay and then the, something. Yeah. it's so he can see down the, yeah. ha- the hatch while he's lowering. Her. Right. Yeah. If he was just lowering her straight down, if something happened and he dropped it, yeah. she'd just plummet. 
but right. he's got time to sure. re-grab and establish if it's right. wrapped that More far friction. around. Yeah. yeah. The branch breaks, she slides, yeah. Locke catches her, yeah. cuts his hands up pretty good. Yeah. yeah. That must have yeah. been really gnarly, because that's metal cable, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like all yeah, it's all copper wiring yeah. and stuff from inside the plane is yeah. all fucked. Yeah, that would not be. Okay, it's like, uh, Locke, I fell. Maybe we should call this off. <laughs> he doesn't even give her a moment to breathe. <laughs> she's being lowered immediately. Yeah. While she's being lowered, she gets blasted by a light. Yeah. yeah. And then she gets yanked down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you see him struggling on the end, trying to like pull. Or hold on to her and yeah. he can't. Yeah. And then the light goes out. Commercial, and then we are uh, still in the jungle. Jack heads to the hatch. He has a gun, and the three slash four guns that still exist are hypothetically with Sawyer, who does not appear in this episode. <laughs> no, isn't Sawyer on the raft? Yeah, that's why. So he's then not the, in the cave has but no, no he guns wouldn't... when he takes. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were, I was like, no, he's only got one gun. I thought, do better jokes. <laughs> Oh, fucking joke police over here. Have you um tried being funny when you make your jokes? No. I, I'm not one of these comedy purists that believes all jokes have to be funny. See, the problem with comedy today is you can't say anything without people getting offended. Not real white guy with a podcast there. Uh, so Jack, when he gets to the hatch, Locke's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, so somewhere in the inter- somewhere during the commercial break, um, Locke was like, fuck it, I'm going in. I don't care that the ladder's broken. <laughs> that stopped us before, but it won't stop yeah. me now. Yeah. This was the big limiting factor. Did he have ha- did he have rope left? He had yeah, rope. it was still hanging still there. Left, right? Yeah, it was still there. So maybe maybe he tied it off and something yeah. climbed down. Okay, but so Locke's not there. So Jack wraps his hands with some little strappy dealies, tears up his shirt, heads on down. We cut to a flashback. Jack's running the stairs, doing the the old tour de start. <laughs> That's that D and D campaign, right? Yeah, this is a bad mm-hmm. guy in, in the curse. It's the curse of the yeah. tour de start. So Jack's <laughs> running the stairs at night. Um, there's really <laughs> yeah bad sound design here yeah holy shit jack's running and oh, there's God. somebody else running too and jack's kind of trying to keep oh he's just crushing it trying too. to keep pace with this this mystery this person absolute fucking domination just up the side and just like yeah yeah exactly it's it's almost like they're running faster than the speed of sound because their bodies are outrunning <laughs> the sound of their footsteps yeah the, the, it is really bet like the fully breath and footsteps and it's just like it's it's not in time with their body and it's just like but they're it's weird they're two sweaty men running 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 and Jack can't handle it. He wipes out. Uh, so he, he piles up and this dude comes over and he's just like, are you okay? What, what's up? You can't fucking hang. Right. I'm the man. <laughs> he does make a comment that was very much like, I forget how he phrased it, but it was like, yeah, I know you were trying to keep up with me and you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good Good luck trying to keep up with me. I'm fast uh, as fuck, boy. <laughs> sure, sure you are. Um, yeah, we uh, we here on the podcast know this dude. This is Desmond. He's very, very handsome. He's got a little high pony going on. Uh, he's all sweaty. Um, yes. It's real great. He's he's very excited about this big race around the world that he's getting. Yeah. To also seem a little excited <laughs> so he's, that Jack dripped. <laughs> yeah. But, like, there was a little bit of like, yeah. oh, this asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking guy. <laughs> like, this stupid idiot thinks he can run steps. They have this r- real meaningless conversation. I try. I made a promise I couldn't keep. Uh, that, that's fine, dude. I made a fucking career out of that. I'm done. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Elevate your ankle. I got to bail. Yeah. See you another life. Mama! Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't know. Like it. It serves to show the audience that he's he's struggling with the fact that he made that prom- promise. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It it does. Yeah. It does give us. He knows he fucked up by saying yeah. that. Desmond bails. So we cut back to the hatch. Jack lands on the floor of yeah. the hatch. He starts scoping the place out. Um. He checks his weapon. He grabs his flashlight. He sees uh Locke's shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, we're a shoes off family here. <laughs> so, this is a shoes know. off hatch. <laughs> This is a shoes off hatch, so... Well, to be fair, though, if you're trying to sneak, it's better to go barefoot. Here's the thing. We haven't watched Adrift yet. Adrift is season two, episode two. In Adrift, we're kind of going to see what Locke and Kate did in between them getting in and Jack arriving. Um, Jack also sees the magnetic wall. Yeah. The guns are still being kept in the case, and he's got the key. Did he leave the guns with the other survivors, and are they still (laughs) in the case? (laughs) He's like, listen... I don't want anyone to touch these guns. So if you die, fine. I wonder if they're, they're they're just hidden in the jungle somewhere still because that's where he was storing the Halliburton. Yeah, it's just, he stashed it somewhere in the woods. I wonder. I I now I'm hoping that the survivors are all sitting back at the caves, entirely defenseless, except for maybe one. Yeah, and and locks knives. Or he's um, like, listen, this really ties my look together. Right? So I got it. Let's. I gave him all, all the guns. I I locked the case back up. But now I got to look fucking smooth. It's like a byproduct of main character armor. Because none of the main characters are in the cave, nothing bad will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one needs it's to be like, worried We're actually now. safer if y'all <laughs> yeah. are fucking around in the jungle. The music starts blasting while he's in this hallway. You can't hear it, but maybe you can hear it. Did you guys hear Kate shouting? No. Yes. Oh. Well, I watched it with captions. You did. So oh. I could see someone say Jack, and then I could hear it. Yeah, and but I and I didn't hear it. Maybe it was because I didn't have it turned up very loud. But yeah, hypothetically, you can hear Kate shouting for Jack, but the music is drowning her. No, yeah, I missed that. You can just barely hear her shout a couple times. Uh, but then he also finds his way into the dome, and he finds the <gasps> button. But he another <gasps> fucking man transfixed with a computer for no reason. It we, had a grumpy face emoji <laughs> on it. That's a pretty good reason. Yeah, but Locke saw the same thing. Like, oh, here's a computer. I just gotta. Even though clearly, I gotta answer this grumpy emoji. Yeah, but like there emoticon, are more. Excuse me, that was an emoticon. There are more pressing things at hand, and it's oh, I gotta fixate on this computer. Like, f- eye on the prize, my guy. Let's fucking focus up. <laughs> Let's clear the room first, maybe. <laughs> at this moment, where he's about to hit the execute button, and then does Locke say like, "Hey, don't yeah. do that," or does somebody? Yeah, he, he, somebody draw, it, it draws yeah. his attention. He spots yeah. Locke, and Locke's like, "Hey, Jack, what's up? It's all good." He's like, I'm fine. This is where I wanted to be. He's got a gun pointed at him. Somebody from off screen is pointing a gun at John Locke's. It's also a different gun that he pulled out of the armory. I I like that in that moment. What you notice is it's a different gun. What I noticed was that his nails were so dirty. (laughs) His hands were very dirty. Because he pulled a Beretta in the beginning of the show. Right. And it looks like some sort of Makarov or like a Walther style like clone thing. And then we cut back into flashback. Sarah is waking up. Jack's all sweaty. He drove back to the hospital changed and is still sweating through his clothes what he said was and it makes it slightly worse that he showered but didn't cool down he either sweats so much that long after working out that it causes him to reek or this man does not wash his ass (laughs) the the shower not taking is is a plot point in an episode of Seinfeld that happens <laughs> maybe so, that's the reference it's a, it's a known television thing <laughs> I wasn't able to fix you it was too much damage then why can I wiggle my toes 
What about? I couldn't fix you. I'm sorry. You're fucking with me, right? No, I'm not fucking. This would be, this would be a horrible time for a joke. Like, come on. Like, don't. I would never. I would never make a joke with it. I can fucking. I can move my feet. You can't move your feet. That's ridiculous. I can't. I didn't. I blew it. I fucking blew it. It's all about me. My, look at my feet. Look at my feet. Oh, actually, no. That's a good point. Let me grab my camera. Um, <laughs> Listen, all this and she got feet. <laughs> she got feet. and she got them feet. What them feet do? They be wiggling. <laughs> her fucking feet wiggle. Uh, <laughs> she wiggling. She's wiggling her toes. It's awesome. It's a miracle. Yeah, that was actually a very sweet moment. It was honestly the Matthew Fox crying performance was pretty that good. That was very yeah. good, and like they did. Yeah, I think they did a really good job of like. So he like starts to tear up, saying that he failed. Yeah, and she is not yeah. because she knows and now has more hope because she knows that she can wiggle her toes. Um, and you know, like as as he like starts to you know check for sensation. They both start to cry a little bit harder each time, but like their their joy is so evident that like I don't know it was it was yeah. nice, it's nice and warm fuzzy. Yeah, they cut away from the uh, flashback back to the hatch. So there's a standoff. Jack is pointing a gun at Locke or at Locke's captor, yeah. I guess, because Locke's captor has total cover. You might be able to shoot him in the form or whatever, but he ducks behind Locke or whatever. So like Locke's still a human shield. So I don't know what Jack's pointing at. The thing I was thinking about was when the pistol first came into frame, his finger is on the trigger. And so in that moment, I was like, I actually, I 100% believe that Desmond is ready to blow yeah, up. Yeah, for sure. Desmond lets one go yeah. and fucking yeah. deafens everybody. Nobody's hearing um, anything yeah. else that is said. Everyone's just hearing rain. Drop the weapon. What? <laughs> what? I said drop the weapon. What? What? No, James Francis, Ryan. <laughs> Desmond says something like, put the gun down or I'll fucking yeah. blow his head I'll off. I'll put one in his ear. Like that. But he says brother and then Jack sees his face and he's like, you? He's got a wild look in his eye yeah. for that one singular moment. And yeah. then it just. Yeah. yeah. This one dude he talked to for two and a half minutes, uh, hypothetically fucking eight years ago. Yeah. But it's like that thing where. Do you ever do the thing where you're like, when you're flying alone and you like accidentally make eye contact with someone in the airport and then you're like, oh, in another life, I marry that person. And then you like, you know, you have your airport crush. I feel like. <sighs> no. No. Yeah. This is a thing. No. This might, I'm no, I, I 100% believe this is a yeah. thing I just can't relate to it because I, I never look at strangers in the airport. I'm too busy worried about being covered in some sort of bird flu. <laughs> yeah, no, Desmond is, is Jack's airport yeah, crush, stadium Which running crush. I don't know. It's like, but it only happens for like the duration. That happens to me when I'm running, yeah. I guess. Like if I'm running and I see like somebody like, you know, but then, but then I don't remember them. I, I think I see what you're saying. You have like that, that moment in time, you make eye contact. You don't ever think about the moment again, but you absolutely, if you were faced with that person again, be like, oh, it was you. No, I don't have that at all. <laughs> I'm lucky you remember could, me. If I if I turn off the video right now, I couldn't tell you what Adam looks like. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's the whole thing. That's Boss. it. Man of science, man of faith. Brought to you by Frigidaire. <laughs> um, did we like it? Was it good? That is the question. We watched this show. We've uh, said some things about it. Um, we may have tipped our hands a little bit. But why don't we? Uh, why don't we? Why don't we go ahead and put it down on paper? Kai, uh, did did you like it? Was it good? I feel like as a standalone, no. This is a rough one because I think this is a lot of like we need to get from point A to point B, and we're like smack in the middle of that, and we're like, all right, nothing's really going on, and we're not going to be able to show too much 
in terms of improvement in any particular character or plot line. Yep. Uh, and that makes it difficult to watch in isolation. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, JP. I did not like it, nor was it good. The only part I liked was the Jack and Sarah. That one scene. Yeah. Yes. Crying bit. Yeah. The that... rest of this episode is just drawn out. Scenes are going on too long. The interactions feel weird. It's just, just get in the fucking hatch. <laughs> Adam. And no. It... Commit. I'd give it a mad because oh, here's my feeling about it. Man of Science, Man of Faith suffers from... It's setting the table for season two. We're getting a lot of exposition, but also not a lot of meaningful exposition. And we're going to get some more meaningful exposition in a drift. Give me a two-part season premiere and scrap those fucking two-part mm-hmm. season finales. If you're going to set, if you're going to waste all my time setting the table, air Man of Science, Man of Faith and a drift on the same night. Because we didn't hardly go, we didn't hardly go anywhere in this forty-five minutes. So let's figure out where we're actually going. Finish set. If you started setting the table in this episode, finish setting the table. If you're not going to do that in this episode, give me the rest of it right away. Like as a season two, episode one. Yeah. I guarantee you, if I was watching it like while it was airing, that would have been enough to bump me off the entire show. Chronologically, yeah, waiting all summer for the no- ABC's number one show to come right. back, and the first scene yep. we get is a faceless man in a location we've never seen before. They say when you're writing, never start with dialogue because the audience, when they're reading, they don't know who's talking. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't do that because then the audience has nothing to latch onto. They did that yeah. in the in the cold open of this episode, and that was the cold open. And then the other forty minutes of the script. You just had scenes taking twice as long as they needed to. You cut half of this episode off, take some of the shit that is going to end up in a drift and put it in this episode and you might actually have a better complete table setting. Can Can I just spitball? Yeah. We're in the writer's room. Beginning of the episode, we just blew the hatch open. That's right where we left off. Lock goes down. Fuck it. We're going down the ladder. The last few rungs break, falls and hurts his leg. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. All of a sudden, an unseen, unnamed person drags him into the hatch. Sure. Now, Jack has to deal with, we have to save Locke. Yep. We also have to protect the people in the cave. Yep. This is we also don't conflict. Right, we have conflict. We yep. don't have means of getting down there now because the ladder's broke. Yep. Holy shit, that took fucking 30 made, seconds. Right. It would have made a lot more sense not to bring the cable in the first place. Right. right. Because the existing tension in this episode is what's in the hatch. And they don't go into right. the hatch right. until the last fucking 10 minutes of the episode and and as it stands without a reason there's neither something that really provides a lot of pressure to do it right Right. then right nor to avoid doing it right so like yeah complete lack of stakes and tension yeah without any kind of structure around it that creates any sense of particular urgency or lack thereof yeah it's just like oh okay well we're we're here yeah Yeah. we're not gonna go in the hash tonight okay okay but what if we did oh okay (laughs) yeah i think we're gonna get to the end of the drift and we'll be like this is a better season premiere than the actual season premiere of this episode right uh, but even though we didn't really like this episode, there's still a good boy or girl award to give out. <laughs> we have our lost MVPs. There still had to be something redeeming about this episode. There still had to be a favorite. There still had to be everybody's shining star. Kai, do you have a lost MVP? I do. Just thinking, you know, of her in this episode, Sarah was was. A real person (laughs) who had real feelings and real hope against all odds. That was very interesting and it pays off. You like her and you are rooting for her. And I think the the 
other one that would be kind of in contention there is Hurley, but just because I sure. always love Hurley, and yeah. also like I don't know, I just have some some like anger on his behalf. Yeah, yeah. I was just say we're always on the lookout for the next uh, future ex Mrs. Doctor Jack Shepard. <laughs> We love Julie Bowen on the podcast. We do though. love Julie Bowen yeah. on the podcast. Uh, JP, what do you think? Who's your uh, Who's your MVP? I'm gonna give it to Locke. He's at least trying to do something with this boring episode. Yeah, he's he's trying to do just anything. And even though he's like, okay, I'm not gonna sit here and have this argument with Jack at the hatch. I know he really wants to go back to the caves, but as soon as I get to them caves i'm grabbing some cable and i'm going back and i'm doing my own shit and nobody's gonna stop me um because i'm too excited you're not my real dad jack so i'm just gonna give it to john Locke because i honestly don't know who the fuck else to give it to uh adam sure Locke. (laughs) (laughs) for for what you just said for what both of you just said his fucking he's like i'm not listening to jack and then yeah kai you said he was the only person really doing anything of interest for, for doing anything at all so yeah Lock. It's a participation award for yep. john Locke. right yeah yep. that's the that's the, the the nascar guy that wins because everybody else crashed right yeah you got it yep. the other side of the coin our cup runneth over <laughs> Lost forever. Who sucks? How do you pick? <laughs> Who did a bad? Who's masturbating in the blue line subway? <laughs> Kai, who is your lost forever? I'm going to go with Kevin because as much uh, as I yeah. hate Good Jack, yep. Kevin has got to be the most rancid character yeah. <laughs> that I have like ever seen on just like an ABC show. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he does it in mere moments. That's mm-hmm. some talent. Yeah, he's got yeah. six lines. <laughs> yeah, and one it of them is, is, "Is she still gonna be able to fuck or not?" Yeah, <laughs> like you, you gotta work to be that grody. <laughs> he's the human embodiment of Jack's post shower run smell. Like, <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Uh, good pick, uh, JP. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Jack. Don't try and make us think that you've learned bedside manner when you've like jumped the shark the other way, and now you're promising things that you can't, and you're also not displaying that same level of kindness to everybody. You're just doing it to like the unnamed mass of people. One on one, you still don't have real bedside manner. You're still an asshole. Yeah. Jack in yet another Jack centric episode. So, uh, Adam, uh, Charlie. <laughs> he has less he's lines like than the fucking guy that Kai seconds. picked. Yeah. He doesn't know it, but he's wrong about the others. They're there. <laughs> and if if anybody should think that the others are there, it should be him. Cause Ethan, Ethan tried to hang him one time and Ethan was one of the <laughs> others. So for Charlie to be like, there's no threat out there. That's pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Oh my god, Charlie had fucking two lines in this whole episode. And they were <laughs> they both, both bad. Dumb. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, that, that was... that, I think that is a perfect example of why I was so method. I couldn't even pick a, a, a an MVP in a Lost Forever. That's how little feeling I had about this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honorable mention, Shannon. Stop losing the fucking dog. Yeah, I really hope somebody kills her. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm going to need you to just like cut that little bite for me to use at some point in time. Somewhere a police officer's ears are ringing. Somewhere a police officer's ears are ringing because she murdered a man under his underpants. Yeah, without ear protection. Well. God. Kai, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. Thank you for coming back. Yeah. Thank you for uh, continuing to let me watch Lost Out of Order on our television. And on International <laughs> Women's Day, too. You should have been paying attention yeah. to her. Yeah. Well, no, I'm celebrating the international women, not the domestic ones. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's going to land so hard in two months. Yeah. <laughs> Kai, do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want to chat about? No. Your Etsy shop? No. <laughs> I didn't even know you had an Etsy shop. Yeah, I don't tell people. <laughs> Big things are coming to the Etsy shop. Is it gonna is it gonna be like just like stuff that you like and then the half the other half is lost on lost merch? <laughs> well Yeah, it could be. <laughs> um, no, uh we made a very bad joke the other day that has turned into a design that is potentially gonna be there. But excellent. Adam, what uh what are we watching next time? That's an excellent question. I thought you'd never ask. Um <laughs> if you're trying to be lost with us next time, we will be watching season three, episode eight, Flashes Before Your Eyes, with that legendary round the world racer. Desmond Hume. Oh. Mm, lucky you. He's a cutie. Even though this was a Jack episode, Desmond was a very important player here. And then, yeah, we're going into, a, I think, two back-to-back Desmond episodes? Oh, hell yeah. Oh. Yeah, because we got, uh, yeah, Flash Before Your Eyes and then Live Together, Die Alone, which is technically Wait, a do Desmond I get one second of them? episode. No. <laughs> Uh, you guys always give me the leg. <laughs> are we giving you some of the worst episodes? It's an accident, but yes. <laughs> Maybe this show's not that good. <laughs> you shut your goddamn mouth, Russell. <laughs> it's not our fault you're watching it out of order. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Yes, it is. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, um, man. Well, uh, folks out there at home, thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Lost on Lost. Yep. I'm Adam. I'm JP. You have any idea what's going on in the show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,